and we are back. David Avocado Wolf, I am loving all of these chats. Now let's shift it. Let's shift it to a topic that is so phenomenal because I'm always about, everyone's talking about women empowerment, right? And I'm a huge advocate of, wait a second, men need some loving too right? It's not just about the ladies and about women empowerment, but now the roles have reversed for men as well, right? It's a different world for sure. It's it's a social media world. It's a multitasking world. And that is one of the biggest differences between men and women. A woman's brain driven by the hormone progesterone, the most important feminine hormone, is a multitasking brain. I knew it. We're we're just winning at life. I knew it. We can multitask. You men have no skill sets in that at all. And you can not. Are brain you really? There you go. There you go. Different. Own it. Men are single focus, so stay on task. And so there's some interesting lessons that we've got to learn about that. And that is, for a man, you got to stay on task till it's done, then go to the next task. Yeah. Until that's done, then go to the next task until that's done. So it's hard harder for a man to multitask. It's not impossible. But it's harder. It's kind of against the biological commandments that were given at birth. Right. So the learning there is if you're in a relationship or if you're dating or if you're just, you know, it's to know how to communicate with a man too. So if you're a woman trying to get something across to your man and he's in full work mode and he's banging out the emails or on his phone, or maybe it's better to just take a step back, wait till he's done, and then, you know, go through your to-do list of what he actually needs to get done. Because us women, we can multitask. Right. We can get to, you know, you could, we could be on their phone and yet having a full-on conversation while you guys, it's not such a thing. Right. It's more difficult. And that was an interesting thing you said, your to-do list, because that's a really good way to deal with men is instead of just like trying to confront them right there on the spot while they're in the middle of something, which disturbs their singular focus, their testosterone brain, you're going to have to save that list for later and go over that list at some other point when those tasks are not in the workday. And so this is something that men, you know, know about themselves, right? Let's get, okay, we're yeah. going to get together. We're getting this job done. We're putting the roof on. We're going to, we're rebuilding the shed. We're, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but women don't really realize that about men. Okay. So let's cut to the workforce. How now with these new roles, you know, women are hitting the workforce more. They're getting some great positions there, but I always speak about how there's something beautiful about a woman, even at a high, high powered job preserving her femininity and coming from that feminine side and 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 seeing that as as a source of power rather than something she needs to shut down and then go to like this manly world i think that's great i think that's more possible now than ever you know in the 70s a woman would go into the workforce and have to take on a man's role but today the whole nature of business has changed. So it's more of a multitasking operation and actually more appropriate for women. So women can be more feminine and in the workplace at the same time. It's a really cool trend actually. So it allows women to be their feminine self, not have to you know, try to be a man and do you know, the singular task, let's get it done, let's hard charge it through, the, you know, let's push this through kind of behavior. It just allows for a, a more feminine behavior at work and more, for sure, more success. Because if a woman just falls into her femininity and her multitasking brain, this is an ideal situation for today's type of work model. For example, you've got these purchase orders. You got to get this done. Mm-hmm. You've got, you got to, you know, you got stuff you got to wrap up for your house. Plus, you have these three social media accounts you've got to deal with. That's a woman's thing. 
women are good at that. Women are really good at this. And so we're going to see more women CEOs for sure, but not for the reason that we think. It's because the way business is evolving is just more appropriate for women. I love that. Also, so when we talk work-life balance, there's a new role that is coming up for men too. Because so if these women are going out and becoming CEOs and taking on more, that means that they're less at home as well. So now uh, there is so many men that are taking on more of a father figure for the kids and being at more at home. I love the story that you were telling me yesterday about your friend who, again, great business, successful business, but he's taking on a lot of the dad roles at home too, right? Right, like he's kind of the house husband. And, and the wife is, she's an incredible businesswoman, incredible business development person, business owner. And it's interesting because she's multitasking. I mean, she's set up a business that could not be run by a man. There's no way. Mm. Only she could run it because she has that kind of brain. And so her husband has been, he's been put into a role that he really actually appreciates, which he gets to be with his kid. He gets to be with his kid's friend. They get to be out on the lake. They get to, he gets to run errands for the family. He, you know, he just takes on that role, whatever needs to get done. And so it's just an interesting flip. But what's cool about their relationship is that neither of them are in resistance to it. That's the magic. That's the key. That's the key. Cause then, you know, there's a lot of women that are feeling like, oh, well, if my husband says so, I'm like, and the men are starting to be emasculated because they're like, oh, well, now here I am staying at home and while my, my, while my wife goes out and just earns and generates and all that, but yet you can have that same exact scenario shifting the story, shifting the belief system, and now creating this new possibility of love relationship and, and family and work work and all of a sudden everybody's in a win-win and everybody's actually really happy about that but it's really you know again what's that definition for you right you got to be in the right mindset that's so important like this this couple i'm telling you about they're in the right mindset so they're not resistant to what's happening so but if a guy's in resistance like mm -hmm. no i need to be the breadwinner mm -hmm. i need to go out there and make the money i need to you know charge in there and, and get the job done and it's not the appropriate place to do that it's more of a say a women a woman's business or something like that it's going to cause a clash and so men just need to kind of get out of their ego a little bit and kind of take on the role that they've got to do to get the to to fulfill for the family so for example in this case you know with this couple like he has to show up there when somebody's got to have a you know a, a talking to one of the employees has, has to have a talking to that's his role he's got to go in there and he's got to talk to him in a stern and firm way and so he has to play that male role in that situation so you see what I'm saying? So it's just really working for them because it's not like the woman has replaced the man. It's a woman's business. It's It cannot be run by a man in that particular business. There's no way. It's way too much of a multitasking type of business. But when the man has to step up, he's there and he steps up into that role. And, and that's why they're so successful is because neither of them are in resistance to just the way it is and the way things are going. And that's something that we're all looking at more as business evolves. Mm -hmm. We're looking at that situation more and more where men just need to get out of their ego and mm -hmm. just realize, okay, there's a time when I need to step in there and do what I need to do and be firm or stern or fire somebody or whatever. And the, you know, there's a place where I need to step out because I'm not the appropriate, my brain doesn't work in the appropriate way to run this business. And I think, you know, for me, my, when, I coach, um, when I coach my clients where it's time to have kids, 
now there's this new reality, there's this new possibility, but it needs to have that conversation. You need to sit down with husband, wife, whatever that may be, and sit and say, okay, how are we raising these kids? Who's going to be doing what? Who's going, so that we can set these expectations, we can set the, well, what will make you happy? rather than just kind of wing it and then you got these kids all this responsibility here you thought that he was going to take on so much he or she thought she was going to be able to go back to work after three weeks and then that creates that creates friction that creates resistance so it's really about that true communication of sitting down together and creating this possibility and again goes back to our very first podcast which is your best day ever your best relationship ever your best fit ever, is your own that's on you. That's for you to create, right? That's why you've got to have the right partner that you're communicating with and that can actually listen to what you're saying. And you need to go through all that. That's what kind of the courting process is about, is making sure that you're in the right relationship with the right person. Because if the other person doesn't listen, they ignore you, you know, if you see those warning signs, you probably shouldn't go deeper with that person, mm. right? If you're trying to say, hey, look, we're gonna have a kid and we need to delegate responsibilities and the other person's like, well, I've got to do the X, Y, Z, I'll see you later. Then that's gonna cause some friction later, right? So this is why there is a courting process. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are addicted to being in a relationship mm -hmm. and they just jump, it's like they're serial monogamists. Yeah. They jump from one relationship to the other without even really thinking about it without really understanding like, okay, who am I really jumping in with? Who and is what's this person the pattern really? that I, and they go from one relationship to the next, but it's the same pattern that keeps recreating itself and they can't even take the time to step out and go, hold on a second. First of all, am I manifesting this same pattern over and over? And second of all, maybe I should check myself rather than just kind of going through these relationships and bringing back these same kind of toxic relationships. So let's shift to that. What about the dating game? So the dating game, now has tremendously shifted. It's all, you know, 20,000 uh, dating websites online, everybody from Tinder to Match.com to all of these dating apps. Meanwhile, people have never been more alone. It's crazy. I, my recommendation is don't use dating apps. It's <laughs> a great It's one. a really strong recommendation. In fact, I wouldn't really recommend meeting people online unless, unless it's very synchronistic where you know suddenly you know there's just something keeps putting you together with some person you're like I better maybe I should go meet this person um, but the dating the dating apps the, you know the swipe left swipe right and all this stuff it's very disturbing to your consciousness it's like you know what are you judging a person by their look or their hobbies or it, there's many facets of a relationship that are quote-unquote chemical mm. or spiritual or it's a feeling mm -hmm. that you have when you're with a person that can never be translated to something you can feel online and I just feel you know from the, my experience with people who use those websites those dating websites and apps that it's just disturbing it really is it doesn't create a healthy relationship between between people and also, you never know the other side of it, right? So here you are going from one date to the next, and then you don't know if that other person is has been on this website and you're the third date tonight, right? Whereas if you meet somebody out and actually get to have that connection, it comes on such another level than just kind of something that you just see online too. So where, okay, great, now everyone's gonna go, yeah, that's nice, but where do I meet this these people? Okay, so well, if for a guy, it's really easy. 
Um, if you're into yoga, you meet them at a yoga class. I mean, <laughs> Watch the yoga tra- like All the studios being like, hey, guys, where are you? Yeah. And, and that's just, and, and you know, people are like, well, you know, what if I get rejected or what, you know, well, you know, welcome to the club. Yeah. So that's what? how it's always been. Yeah. Right. So you have to go back to those awkward experiences of, you know, wanting to take a girl out a date. She says no. Yeah. And it's like, well, good. At least that's a real experience and not some online swipe left, swipe right. Right? It's a legitimate experience. It's a and real conversation. Like, people need to speak again. Yeah. Do you know how many women tell me they go, and these are gorgeous, phenomenal, you know, great women, and they are just like, nobody talks to me. Like, these men, you know, it's easier for them to just go home and to just, you know... And swipe. Swipe and just to creep online, but yet... A beautiful woman's at a coffee shop. She's smiling. She's having like just go and say hello. Maybe offer her a coffee. Like just these basic, you know, which was so fun to just do before. But now you're just probably not even seeing her because you're probably on your phone. There was like I remember as a kid growing up. There's like these stages you go through, right? Like you know when I was 14 and and I went to a party. And, you know, I was on the stairs and this girl had invited me to this party and she was 16 Mm. and we kissed on the stairs and, you know, I was scared and you know what I mean? You have to go go through those stages where, you know, it's, it's awkward, it's uncomfortable, it's scary, it's awesome in person. You can't get those stages, you know, then it evolves to the next step and the next step and to just be in this internet world or this app world where you're not really even knowing who that other person is and there's not that feeling of being next to them or where you become so shy because you're so into the apps that you don't know how to relate to a real person it's disturbing to your consciousness and that's why you have to kind of almost act in courage and be like no i'm going to ask this girl out in person i'm mm-hmm. going to actually meet this person directly i'm not going to just deal with an app it's a cool developmental process that we go through. I mean, I can only speak from a male's perspective, but there were steps that I had to go through in my life to develop a strategy for connecting with the opposite sex that was that really, you know, pushed me through sta- through fear. You know, to to be blunt. You know, we were we had a talk last week, and it was about social media, and it was. Okay, so no no dating apps, that's fine. But now what happens is you meet somebody, you get their name right away. You check them out on Instagram, check them out on Facebook. You've got the whole download. You know what she did yesterday. If she's got, you know, quite a, imagine you, right? You've got a few followers of you, right? So people can right away kind of get a download on where you go to eat, what you what kind of things you like, what are you into? So that's kind of a dating, you know, it's kind of a dating profile too, whereas before, when you met somebody, you it, didn't know anything. Nothing. And there was something quite magical about that because you got to really experience that person with no prior judgment, no prior due diligence, you know, not knowing who their friends are and where they what they did yesterday and kind of this like mystery thing. So tell me since you have such a you're extremely public, everybody knows who you are, how do you keep that magic of someone discovering you and getting to know you and and just that 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 discovery well one thing is is i don't check people out online you know so if i meet somebody new friend or something like that i don't go and like snoop around on their facebook site or instagram or or whatever i just don't want to know i don't Mm, care yeah you know what i mean it's like 
I'd just, let me find I, out I'd, from I'd, you. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. just find out another way or just, you know, and then, and then another thing too, as you get older and you mature is, you know, when you're younger, you know, you go through this like serial relationship thing. You know, where you just go from one relationship to the next. Now it's like I'm happy with the relationship that I'm in now. I don't need to go jumping to the next thing. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, there's none of that is there. So it's nice because it allows me to meet like women and just be friends and yeah. really get to know them as a person rather than trying to have expectations and all this other stuff that comes in with it. it that's never been a good thing, you know, and it, it always has you know, disturbed relationships. Like you go and get into a relationship with all these expectations mm -hmm. and assumptions and this and that. Who wants that? It's terrible. It's so funny how it got so overcomplicated when it's something just so special about first, it's let's actually connect on a friend level. Let's actually get to know each other. Like, do we even want to hang out? Like, let's just start with that, right? There's so many, you know, women, men, it's like you get to a certain age and we have these kind of milestones. It's like, okay, now you're in your 20s, play. Then you're in your 30s, get married. Then you gotta have these kids, then you have to. And it's like, why these milestones? And when the entire roles are reversing, everything is really shifting. Then you put in, you sprinkle in social media. And then it's kind of like, uh-oh, now I'm, you know, whether you're in your mid-30s, your mid-40s, your mid-20s, now there's all of these expectations. So the, I think a great learning is just to really kind of take that step back and to reclaim your power and say, okay, well, who, what is that number one type of person that I want to manifest into my life? But even before that, it's like, who am I becoming, right? Because a lot of people will say, and I hear this all the time, oh, yeah, I want the, you know, rich six-pack, six-foot fighter. And I'm like, but this guy, does he want you, right? So whoever it is that you're trying to manifest into your life, are you stepping into that person that he's going to want? right if you're living this kind of life and someone's like oh i'd love to be with him but are you is she the kind of person that would be ideal for for that type of person so number one is go okay let me get myself to that place not because of somebody else but truly be in alignment with who i am and then to start understanding who it is that i want to manifest who is it that's going to like my crazy? Who is it that's going to support my drive? Who is it that's going to love me, my sensitivity or whatever it is that is you? And then not be so tied to the clock. Get out of the clock. Throw out the clock. The clock is such an illusion, right? Time is such an illusion. It's like all these watches, clocks, we, we got to be there. It's a nine to five. All this stuff is completely an illusion. It didn't exist a thousand years ago. None of it. So, you know, we start to think about like, whoa, ancient peoples had a completely different understanding and feeling about time. Now, as time goes on in your life, right, as your life evolves, you're going to find when you get into your, let's say it's late 30s and you're thinking, oh my God, clock's ticking, you know, all this other stuff. Do not go jumping into some kind of crazy relationship out of nowhere for no reason because you want to have a kid or, or whatever. Oof. What you should do in that stage is actually really look at the people who've been there for you and have been with you all the years. Start looking at those relationships and saying, maybe I want to take one of these relationships deeper. Mm. Do not go jumping to somebody you've never met before because you're thinking, I've got two years. Two years. we got to get this thing done here. Um, very, very dangerous. I've known so many people where they, they did that very quickly were divorced. Nine months later, they got pregnant, had the baby. Nine months later, we're divorced. You know, or a year later, we're divorced. Or two years later, we're divorced. And now they're in this co-parenting situation. And sometimes this works out, but 
it wasn't the relationship yeah. that they looked for that they wanted because it was just so rushed. Um, and I, sometimes it's always, you know, people will, will get to like now because of, again, everything want, everyone wants things immediately. So it's like that immediate rush, that immediate passion, that immediate. And sometimes you're not even looking aside and going, wait a second, maybe I do have this phenomenal friend that's mm-hmm. just been loyal, that's yep. just been there, that's just been. And if you invest a little bit more time and, and, and dedication and shift that mindset for him instead of going or for her, instead of going for that like bad boy or, you know, the bikini model from Instagram or the, you know, and then you're actually going to go, hold on a second. Cause if I'm, if, if that's what you're into, if you're into manifesting into your life, your next husband for your kids or a husband, or if you want that, well, look at the values that you want out of that person too. Right. And, and look at like, who would he be as a father and who would that person be in living together for, you know, as long as you, and maybe you had lived together with that person. They were a roommate of yours. Or you traveled with that person or you worked with that person. My suggestion is instead of running around on Tinder or instead of going, my God, this clock's ticking. I better find someone quick. Go back and review those relationships of people that you already love and that you already know and see if there's a deeper thing that's possible there. That will be a much greater possibility of a healthy outcome for sure. Um, one thing I also want to say about that too is that that you know this um, com- you know like I have to get somebody to complete who I am. Oh yeah, please don't. You were kind of referencing that a little bit. Please, was I? Because they're really not, not into that. It really is the worst, it's right? The it's worst. Like, and that's that serial monogamy Ugh, type of person who's like, I've got to get to the next relationship because I feel incomplete. We got to get out of that. It's very that. very dangerous. It's like complete yourself first. Be in balance with yourself first. Don't be going. I have to go here to because I need. There's something missing inside of me. Um, find out what the thing is that's missing inside of you first, complete mm-hmm. that, and then you're coming from a place where another person adds to your life and isn't quote unquote completing you. Yeah, please. That's the worst. It's the worst. We just want to add, we just want, you know, your glass is already full. Like you're good, like you're so good. Now you just have to bring in even more goodness and evolve with that and create this new dimension within all this noise and chaos. This is awesome, thank you so much. I love this, good stuff.